Blackhawks Live. That's hockey, baby! From the downtown studios of WGN Radio, it's time for Blackhawks Live. Walks into the deep slot, gave it to Jones, right circle, wrist shot, he scores! Seth Jones! Feels nice. You know, I've shot the puck a lot this year and hasn't gone in. You know, I just told myself, keep shooting, keep shooting. Everything you need to know about your Chicago Blackhawks. Hawks win! The Blackhawks win their third game in a row! Here's Joe Brand with Chris Bowden. Well, before you feast on an entire Thanksgiving meal tomorrow, actually, maybe you're feasting on it tonight, how about feasting on some Blackhawks talk with Chris Bowden and myself? I'm Joe Brand. You're listening to Blackhawks Live here on 720 WGN. Chris, that's the best intro I got. I I try to put those together like four minutes before we go on the air. That's all all I came up with. That's okay. Applause. I I like it very much. Uh, First of all, happy Thanksgiving to everybody out there uh, before we forget because uh, once we get down to crunch time and we're trying to play beat the clock, uh, we we might forget it. But I hope everyone is uh, able to gather with loved ones here over the course of tomorrow or over this coming weekend and over the holidays as well uh we're thankful for all of you who uh listen and joe i'm i'm curious on your little video that you tweeted out what were you fixing up there i saw i, I don't know I, I had difficulty making out a couple cans of beans or something like that or uh, uh what else what else did we have spam anything so, like that going yeah on? so i i hate to pull back the curtain too much <laughs> but uh it's it's all uh prep i got for thanksgiving uh creations we'll put together tomorrow i actually was just stirring a pot of italian wedding soup that i had already made so luckily it just worked out with all the props chef joe Uh, it was uh one of those things where you you sign up for a subscription and they mail you the food (laughs) and the ingredients i i will say i i do hold my own in the kitchen but it's not like this was some homemade family recipe that's been handed down generations it was uh but it was good it was good i can i I can make the the best peanut butter and jelly sandwich out of anybody out there toasted or just raw um uh, both both okay. so smooth right. and chunky so uh but we we should probably explain to people blackhawks get home late last night uh from that uh, road trip as they got home uh, probably in the wee hours maybe as the sun was coming up here in chicago yeah. from that road trip so the guys were given uh, the complete day off they will be back at a practice tomorrow morning because the next game is friday afternoon at the united center but uh they're trying to give the guys a, a complete day off so we won't have a player on tonight but uh, we have lots to talk about including the guest we will have on joe we also want to talk about a very special night coming up on sunday night at the united center involving uh one of our uh, dearly true uh, loved uh, compadres here, as uh, we've been saying every week how much we're thinking of Troy Murray, but Hockey Fights Cancer Night is coming up on Sunday. We want to pump the tires from uh, for one of our listeners, one of our biggest fans, Katrina, with what she's been doing with the Troy Murray wristbands. There, The Hawks are going to be helping her out and uh, helping get wristbands into uh, the uh, Blackhawks fans' wrists, onto their wrists. Uh, during the uh, purple carpet ceremony, we'll have a little bit more on that coming up later in the show. But uh, a couple of things to really look forward to over the next couple of days. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Katrina especially has been doing a fantastic job. I say a lot of us here at WGN are rocking the Troy Murray wristbands as much as we absolutely can. Uh, we'll definitely be talking about Hockey Fights Cancer Night that's coming up. Uh, the Blackhawks just wrapping up a 2-2 two and two road trip that finished last night in Calgary. A rough loss for the Hawks where it almost looked like they were going to sneak out of there with at least one 
one point, but then just a real rough bounce that goes off of Seth Jones's skate and into the back of the net. So a rough way for the Hawks to finish off their road trip. It was very close to being a winning road trip. It ends up going 2-2. Two and two. Now they'll return home, hosting the St. Louis Blues on Friday against San Jose on Sunday. We do have a lot of other stuff to get to. We're going to have Jim Stoller of Nice Rink. If you're thinking about putting together a backyard outdoor rink this year, Jim Stoller's going to come on. He's, again, of NiceRink.com. They do a really good job. He's been in the business for quite some time. Uh, he'll also just give you some tips if maybe you're thinking about doing it on your own. But Maybe some callers, too. Yeah, absolutely. And again, I, I plugged it right after the news. We are giving away another Boyke's Prize Pack, 312-981-7200. I threw out a trivia question out there. If you can tell us the other team that Brandon Hagel and Reese Johnson played on together before the Blackhawks organization. Organization is the key word. Exactly. Right? Okay. There's a, a little trick question in there, but it's not totally difficult to, to decipher. I thought I thought we were going to have the Reese Johnson. It was the Reese Johnson game last night, but it was. Uh, five and a half minutes away from at least getting a point against one of the hottest teams in the NHL to start the season. So that was a, a point of encouragement until that bad bounce occurred. So... Uh, they hung with Calgary. It wasn't by any means a perfect game last night, but uh, the Flames were also in their first uh, home game back from an extended road trip. So sometimes that plays into a team's performance, uh, you know, coming home in that first contest mm-hmm. before your fans after a long road trip. But the Hawks did find a way to hang hang tough with them. So I thought that was a little bit of a sign of encouragement as uh, they close out the road trip two and two. Yeah, we'll definitely get into that. And again, we're going to be hearing from Jim Stoller of Nice Rink. Again, call 312-981-7200 for a chance to win some free biltong from Boykies. And uh, before we head to break, did you know that one in 10 Americans has or will have osteoarthritis in their knees? Maybe that's not surprising to you because you're the one. That's over 30 million Americans with osteoarthritis, and that's just knees. If you've got knee pain before you consider surgery, and who wouldn't want to avoid that if possible, you can still get the pain relief you need at the Joint Relief Institute. Don't ignore it. You know it'll only get worse. Let them use sophisticated digital imaging to see precise where your tissue is worn away. They'll then put on a lubricant into that exact spot where you need it. It really works, fast and pain-free. So before restoring to surgery, let the kind folks at the Joint Relief Institute provide you the pain relief you seek in a non-surgical manner. Their insurance expert will help you ensure you get your maximum coverage, too. Call 708 708- 888-0000. Same number for all three locations in Orland Park, Oak Brook, and now Northbrook. Again, that's 708-888-0000, as in zero pain. Again, we're giving away a Boyke's Biltong prize pack, 312-981-7200. We'll also be breaking down that road trip, too. This is Blackhawks Live on 720 WGN. Oh, a shot from the right circle by Reese Johnson. He scores! It's his first National Hockey League goal. And another faction of the Red Deer Rebels cashes in in this game here tonight. First it was Hagel. This time it's Johnson in front of family and friends. He makes it 2-2. That was a very excited John Weideman. Pushing the needle. <laughs> How could you not be excited, though? Reese Johnson, his first NHL goal. And actually, Chris, you know, I talked about it on the post game yesterday that the NHL technically credited Reese Johnson with his second career NHL point mm-hmm. before they credited him with his first. <laughs> because the Brandon Hagel goal that the Hawks first scored last night was unassisted for a while. 
And then it wasn't until after Reese Johnson scored his goal that they went back and gave assists to Ryan Carpenter and Reese Johnson. So again, Reese Johnson got his second NHL point after his first. A cornucopia of riches for Reese Johnson, just coming out of the blue. I hope I hope we have our correct caller already, by the way, though. I hope I hope it wasn't given away there. Oh, yeah, by, yeah, by very. John. Oh, I, I didn't even realize that. But you know what? Mike from Oaklawn called in before the All clip right. was played, That's so good. I got a good feeling about this. How you doing, Mike? Hey, Joe, how's it going? Good Do, to hear from you. Doing good, doing good. Do you have the answer? What team did Reese Johnson and Brandon Hagel play on together before they both joined the Blackhawks organization? Oh, the Red Deer Rebels, eh? Hey, look at that. Hey. <laughs> Mike, congratulations. Do you happen to know what biltong is? That's a form of uh, jerky, I believe. You would be correct. and two, it's Two correct answers. Yeah, there. right? Nice. That wasn't even part of it. Uh, you're, you're absolutely right. It's, it's beef jerky, but it's a healthier and better alternative than beef jerky. Our good friends from Boykies are going to hook you up. They also give you a hat, too. How about, are you a hat wearer? I, I have to because I'm losing everything else up top. So. <laughs> it's part of the war room, Joe. Well, well you got you'll be there. <laughs> well, you got a handful of brain cells, so we appreciate you calling in with the right answer. Appreciate you listening as well, Mike. Excellent. All right. All right. You and the thanks, family. Joe. Keep it up. Thanks. You and the family have a good Thanksgiving. That's Mike from Oakland calling in with the right answer. See, we'll give away a Boykey's prize pack. That could be you next time. I'm I'm glad he. Uh, he was able to to pounce on that. I didn't even realize in that clip. Did John Wideman say Red Deer Rebels? He did. He did. <laughs> so, um, well, but, it works out even better. Yeah, but what what a nice homecoming for those those two guys because uh, Red Deer in Alberta as well. Um, you know, they they talked about the the Sutter influence uh, when when they were there. Um, I believe it's Brent that that owns. Yes, yes, is, you're right. Yeah, so. Um, one Sutter brother, uh, they all they all start running together. But uh, well, so we, is that we, Sutter brother the same as the other Sutter brother? Yeah, all six of them. <laughs> they, have, they have a litter out there. But uh, but they talk about the the great influence uh, that uh, the Sutters had on them when they were both uh, members of Red Deer. Heck, Brandon Hagel played four years there. Right. That is a lifetime to be in juniors. But uh, it all's well that ends well. As uh, Bagel Hagel, he's now what second on the team in goals or tied for second with Patrick Kane. Uh, He's got six. I I, I wanted to say Patrick Kane had more, but you might be right. Yeah, I think Kane's got six and uh, Dabrinkit 11. And, you know, when we're talking about this team moving forward and in order to to take that that next step here, because you have St. Louis and San Jose coming into the United Center, and then after that you're back on the road for five of the next six. And they're going to be some pretty high caliber opponents between Washington and the Rangers. Your only home game is a return date against the Rangers. Then you, you know, uh, go up to Toronto uh, as part of this stretch. Um, they're going to have to start scoring some more goals. Uh, the, the Kirby Docks and the Jonathan Taves and the Dominic Kubaliks are going to have to find ways to get the puck in the back of the net, especially at five on five, because you know when you look at Kirby, two of his three goals are on on the power play. All of Kubalik's goals so far this year are on the power play, and I think you need a telescope to go back uh, as far back to find out when Dom lit the lamp. I thought he was one of the guys who had one of the better starts for the Blackhawks this season when they began so sluggishly out of the gate, mm-hmm. but now he has gone silent. So. You know, uh, those guys you're counting on to light the lamp, that's really going to have to come along. We have seen steps uh, being better defensively, being better, I think, overall in the neutral zone. Marc-Andre Fleury has played lights out here since Derek King took over uh, behind the bench, whether that's a coincidence or it was just a simply a matter of time. 
But now finding ways to get that offense going at five on five and guys who usually you would count upon to provide that offense, they're going to have to start finding a way to uh, to step up uh, at that end of the ice. I thought Kirby Doc made a good step yesterday, but you're absolutely right, uh, especially playing at the top line with Kane and Debrinkit. You'd like to see a little bit more production coming from him, especially um, you know with how much... Uh, how high of a ceiling this organization has for Kirby Doc moving forward. and Not to say that that's in jeopardy right now. He's still a very young guy. He's still learning his way around this league. But, um, you know, you, you expect him to be a little bit more explosive, a little bit more determined to shoot the puck. And I know that's kind of been one of his biggest criticisms coming along, even when they drafted his brother. He talked about how his brother's more of a shoot-first, I'm more of a pass-first kind of guy. So he's got to shake that. But um, I I think you're absolutely right, Chris, because you know that top line of Dr. Brinkett and Kane have just been so front-loaded. That has been helping out the Hawks these last couple of games. But they need more depth in that regard. Jonathan Taves, Dominic Kubelik, uh, Kirby Doc, as we mentioned, those guys need to start producing because otherwise you're going to see what happened against Calgary last night. Even if they put up a valiant effort, Calgary's a very talented team and they're going to outplay them in so many situations that you can't have those guys, those, I hate to call Jonathan Taves a depth guy because he's not, but depth guys on this team that need to start putting more offensive production, you're going to see more situations like what happened last night in Calgary. Yeah, and you can tell uh, you always knew. John's always always been that way where when he's when he's not lighting things up or he's not playing well, you could see he starts wearing it. He never comes out and really admits it, but you could just right. tell body language and the, the tone of his voice that he's pressing 19 games in. He's still looking for his first goal of the season, has eight assists so far, but uh, that's going to have to happen. If this team is going to start dragging itself out, especially with the caliber of opponents that they're going to be see here coming up. Uh, St. Louis, you know, we were hoping to get someone with the Blues on here tonight. Oh, by the way, they're playing tonight as well at Detroit. <laughs> Rookie mistake. So they're in action. They're in action as well. They've piled up 22 points. Hawks played them well in the previous meeting down in St. Louis when Jeremy yeah. Carlton was still the head coach of this team. But then uh, after hosting San Jose, yeah, it's, it's another rough patch. You have another stretch on the road here, five of six, as I said. And then the remainder of December is home heavy. So uh, if you're sitting here at 6-11-2 and looking to make up some ground, which they sorely need to do, it's going to have to uh, come offensively. And dialing down those stretches that we saw in, you know, I don't think a lot of us could argue with what the first 10 minutes in Edmonton looked like. It was those second 10 minutes that uh, has been all too common for this team, not only early on this season, but going back a couple of years where they just start getting in scramble mode and they start getting pinned in and they can't complete a pass. Um, uh, So we saw a little bit during stretches last night. Uh, Putting together 60 minutes has been so elusive for this team over the course of the last four or five years. And hopefully as... Derek King gets himself a little bit further entrenched, and he's more willing to make some tweaks. Uh, you know, not wanting to throw too much at these guys right off the bat. He's you know promised that gradually some changes will come, and I think uh, now that, that there might be an opportunity for that after that game against uh, San Jose on Sunday. You have a couple of potential practice days before you hit the road, and we'll see how much tweaking Derek King does to the system. And hopefully, there's. Uh, you know, fewer stretches of those uh, times when the Blackhawks are in scramble mode during games. How many times have we talked about uh, 
you know, we break down a game and it's, well, you know, in this pocket of the first period, the Blackhawks did really well. They bounced back, things like that. It's exactly what you're saying, how that full 60 minutes has been difficult to attain for the last couple of years. You bring up the Edmonton game, a decent start, but then once that 10-minute mark happens, they cough up four goals, and it's very difficult to fight back from any team with a four-goal deficit, let alone the Edmonton Oilers. Then you talk about the Vancouver game, which... You know, I really didn't think the team got off to a great start. It didn't seem like they woke up in the second period, but they were able to sneak out a one nothing victory with a pretty solid third period. And I think the main takeaway from that game, aside from two points being stolen on the road in Vancouver, is that they didn't let things get out of hand. They didn't go into that scramble mode like you're talking about. And I do think that... Derek King deserves a handful of credit for that because that's sort of that easing mentality he's brought to this team. And I thought you definitely saw that on display on Sunday. Now, however, on Tuesday, last night against Calgary, a a decent third period where... Okay, Calgary's having a lot of chances, but they're a very talented team. That's going to happen. And then the fact that just a rough bounce gives the Flames the lead. You're kind of forced to be in scramble mode at that point because you got to pull the goalie. you got to do something to try and get a quick goal. That never happened. And then Calgary netted two empty netters. So a rough way for the Hawks to end their four-game road trip. They end it 2-2. Two and two. But again, head back home Friday night, rather Friday afternoon. They'll be taking on the St. Louis Blues. We'll talk about that in a moment, too. Big thanks for Mike from Oaklawn calling in and getting that question right. He'll be getting a Boyke's prize pack. David Jennings is standing by with the news. We'll have more to get to when we come back on Blackhawks Live on 720 WGN. Only fitting way to get back into our next segment. If you are thinking about putting together a nice little outdoor backyard rink this season, and why not? Get outside. Give a little activity for the kiddos and and maybe yourselves, too. A little family entertainment and, uh, you know, something to do for the holiday season. We've got uh, Jim Stoller on the line from Nice Rink and NiceRink.com. Jim, you're joined by Chris Bowden and myself. This is Blackhawks Live on 720 WGN. First of all, happy Thanksgiving. And uh, you've been telling us that uh, business has been pretty good for you lately, huh? (laughs) Yeah, uh, we got a little bit of a COVID bump and not the COVID slump, so it's uh, been pretty busy the last year and a half. Yeah, just like swimming pools and uh, people staying in their own backyard during the summer, I imagine it's the same way in winter. Jim, thanks for coming on. We really appreciate this. Uh, how did this all start? Are, are you are you one in a long line of uh, family members who uh, got this thing going uh, uh, long before uh, you were old enough to uh, to take things over, or did did uh, you initiate this? Uh, tell us how this uh, how this business started. Yeah, I was actually the starter of it. My grandfather started our company in 1948. My mm. dad came in in '63. I came in in '87, and then started doing a rink for my son in '91. <laughs> so this is actually our 30th year of doing it. Wow. Wow. Um, we started out just with a plastic liner, and then. As we continued on through the years, I wanted to make it easier, so we developed uh, nice ring brackets and then plastic boards, and uh, we started out with a plastic liner, which is the key of building a backyard rink in this area. Up north, Canada, they can just flood the ground and it freezes. Down here, if we flood the ground, it's gone the next day, so we have to put a liner in it to keep it filled and let the you know natural cold weather freeze it over for you. If you've got questions for Jim Stoller about his product of Nice Rink on NiceRink.com or just any other general uh, backyard ice rink questions, feel free to call 312-981-7200. So 
with your product, is this something that, that lasts for a while? Is it a one-year-done kind of thing? What, what's it like? The liners are generally, you know, a one, two, maybe three-year item, but I would say a lot of people just replace them year after year. Mm-hmm. It's the least expensive part of building a backyard rink, but it is the most crucial as well. If you have one leak in there and you can't find it, it you're going to spend more money on aspirin than you will on a liner. <laughs> the rest of the components, the plastic molded brackets, the plastic boards, we have bumper caps, which are essentially like a glorified pool noodle that snap onto the top of the boards. We have ice resurfacers. All of those items, they're made to last for years. Uh, we have a, a pond hockey tournament that we do up in Minnesota. They've had our same board since 2004, wow. 25 rinks, and they beat the crap out of them. And, <laughs> you know, they're just replacing them this year for the first time um, because we're, we're like version 10 into our boards, and they had version 1, and they saw how nice the new ones are. So they just swapped them out and sold all their old ones. It really is a, an amazing job that you guys do. And if uh, you haven't already checked it out, go to nicerink.com. Tons of pictures, tons of uh, tutorials and, and different options. And uh, talking about those options, Jim, you, you can do this on, on any surface here. You have a bunch of, what, four or five various sizes for people to choose from. And uh, uh, what, what, are the, what are the most popular that uh, you find? Is there, uh, do you find customers drifting towards uh, one particular size over another, or is it pretty much across the board even? Uh, it's, I mean, we can custom make any size, really, because we like the three sizes you see there, small, medium, large, and then the mega. Those are kind of easy pick sizes, but then we also have the custom button. You can literally enter any size in there, hmm. and we'll, we'll make it custom. We're shipping out right now in probably six to nine business days out the door on a custom rink. I would say the most popular, we have a 20 by 40 rink in the box, which is just kind of like a starter kit, so that's pretty popular. Very inexpensive, 425 bucks. Um, but then you get to like the 32 by 64 gold package, which is going to include all those components we talked about earlier. That one runs off top of my head. I want to say $2,400. And again, that's everything. That's boards, brackets, liner, resurfacer, everything you need to build a, a rink. And one thing that we I do want to point out is one of the most important things when building a backyard rink using a liner method is checking the slope of the yard mm. because it's like a big cookie sheet when you put it in. <laughs> and if you tip a cookie sheet, you have all the water on one side and you have right. none on the other side. So super important to check slope. It sounds like you came up with that nifty tip on uh, trial and error method. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> 22 inches of water the first year. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, so, I mean, how, how did this, I mean, I know you kind of brought down your whole family history with this, but, I mean, there had to have been a time where you were just putting together rinks by yourself, right, kind of from scratch? Oh, completely from scratch. All we had was, I started out just um, flooding the ground, like I talked about earlier, like the Canadians do. I, I played a ton of hockey. My brothers and I all, we played in Chicago, AAA, uh, played USHL. And then uh, my, my kids both play and my brother's kids play. So we're, we're totally hockey family. Um, so tried to flood it, came back the next morning and the whole thing was gone because it melted. And I'm like, oh, it's ridiculous. And we had the plastics company. So I put up a little 16 by 16 frame, dropped one of our pla- pieces of plastic uh, in the frame, uh, which is better plastic than normal plastic because we've been in the plastics industry for what, 77 years or something at this point. And Dropped that in there. Next day, it was frozen, and I was standing on it. So I'm like, hmm, this is pretty interesting. So those years uh, from 91 to 98, yeah, it was all completely construction built, basically plywood and wood stakes and screw everything together and support it with 
you know, like concrete supports and, you know, making sure the water doesn't push the boards over. And that's when we started developing other products because we kept on getting asked for more. And I personally didn't want to build things either. I just want to put it together. <laughs> you mentioned your, your Chicago history. On your website, you have a list of, of uh, uh, local dealers and, and installers that you work with, correct? And uh, the, most of them seem to be, you know, a couple in the western suburbs, but more uh, in the northern suburbs if uh, some of the folks uh, want to purchase or may need some kind of assistance in, uh, in installing them, right? Absolutely. Yep. We've got a, a great dealer out west suburbs in uh, Supreme Sports. Uh, Joe Hiltz is a great guy over there. Uh, we've got several up on the north side, um, Lake Forest area, Deerfield. And then we're not far from you guys either. We're just over the border south of Lake Geneva. So if anybody, you know, they can come pick up right from us and, you know, install it their, themselves. We've got a, a big YouTube channel with tons of videos on it. So it's a, mostly DIY. I would say probably 90% DIY. Not for me. 10%. Not for me. <laughs> 10, 10% uh, you know, call up somebody and say, hey, just put this rink in my yard. I don't want to do anything. Yeah, that, that's me. I'm, and, and just to, to follow up with that, do you have, do you have your own like uh, butterball hotline or a nice, nice rink ring, uh, ring line for people who might be looking for tips? Because that's me always calling up. Uh, I did this when I should have done this. How do I fix it or what do I need to do next? Yeah, we pride ourselves on customer service. That's one of the things that I'm very adamant about. Um, someone during the weekdays when we're open, someone will answer the phone. You're not going to get voicemail with us. Hmm. And then all of our social media channels, we have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. All of those are monitored pretty much 24-7 this time of year. We have a text line. Um, so people can reach out all those different ways, and they're going to get answers back from us for sure. And it's all hands-on, you know, people's call me all the time and make good friendships out of it too. Lifelong friendships out of clients that I've had for 15, 20 years. They still, you know, they're like more like friends than clients. So we love that. Speaking of text line, getting this from the 815. When I was a kid, I tried to make a rink in the backyard, left the hose hooked up all night to the house, froze pipes resulting in burst indoor plumbing. Mom and dad remember that forever. I'm sure there's a handful of stories out there of, of things like that. Uh, Jim, before oh. we before we let you go, I, and again, I appreciate you taking some time with us here on the eve of Thanksgiving. Um, what's your hockey background? Did you play as a kid? Who'd you watch up, or who'd you grow up watching? Who'd you grow up idolizing? So I started playing in Kenosha at the Kenosha Comets, and I played there until I was uh, pee, uh, let's see, second year peewee, and then in Bantams, my brothers and I, we all all could skate really good, and kept we got recruited down. So I went to play for the Deerfield Falcons. And then I uh, played Young Americans my last three years, and we actually won the 86 national championship with the Chicago Young Americans down there. Oh, very cool. And then growing growing up, Blackhawk fans all the way. I've got a uh, big Blackhawks tattoo on my arm. My son has one. and um, You know, we've been to many, many games, and actually Art Works had a rink in his yard for quite a few years. Mm, so. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. And, and uh, have you ever connected with Dan Craig, the ice doctor, who I guess is retiring from the NHL these days, right? I haven't connected with them. I know they do a lot of the outdoor rinks, which is refrigerated, so it's a little yeah. bit different, uh, you know, atmosphere. That's doing the that. easy so way out, natural. right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> but no, love love the Blackhawks. Uh, you know, we'll try to watch every game, uh, you know, up here just north of the border. It's a little more difficult trying to get everything on, on TV and such, but, you know, listen to WGN all the time. Very cool. Well, Jim, again, thank you very much for joining us. If anyone out there is thinking about putting together a Backyard Outdoor Rink. It's Nice Rink. Just check out NiceRink.com. Again, Jim Stoller, thanks so much for taking time out of your Wednesday night, and we'll uh, talk to you down the road, okay? 
I appreciate it very much, guys. If anybody needs anything or you guys want to chat again, just feel free to reach out. I'm more than happy to do it. Thanks, Jim. Sounds great. That's Jim Stoller of NiceRink.com. So, you know, this time of the year, I feel like if you're going to put together a rink, I thought maybe, you know, now is the time to actually make that decision rather than the middle of December when you're trying to put it together and a foot of snow and start, <laughs> uh, you know, saying some explicitives to yourself or not being able to stomp uh, the, the support into the ground. Yeah, it's those darn 40-degree warm fronts in the winter in Chicago <laughs> that spoil everything sometimes, too. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, uh, another big thanks for uh, Jim Stoller for taking some time with us to talk today. Uh, I want to get into some other stuff. Obviously, we got Thanksgiving right around the corner. There is a really interesting item on the menu at the New York Islanders' new place, the UBS Arena. Talk about that, maybe some other Thanksgiving dishes, and of course, it's Blackhawks Live. We'll talk hockey as well. Before we get there, hey, be sure to head to Santa's Hideaway on a magical Christmas cruise on Lake Geneva. Be captivated by brilliant lights displays from a climate-controlled fleet en route to Santa's Secret Hideaway. See Santa from the boat and watch children be amazed as Santa reads the names of those on his nice list. Also, stop by the Santa Cause Trees Festival and see uh, see specially decorated trees and raffles supporting Santa Cause, benefiting local charities. It all starts November 26th and runs through December 30th. To secure your trip, visit SantaCruzLakeGeneva.com today. One more segment of the Blackhawks Live Show with Chris Bowden and I here on 720 WGN. I think we might all have icky thumbs tomorrow. That's the name of this song. White Stripes. Better than the icky shuffle. <laughs> White Stripes, I believe. Yes. He's Chris Bowden. I'm Joe Brand. This is Blackhawks Live on 720 WGN. Uh, yeah, icky thumbs because, you know, gravy, cream, corn, all that kind of stuff at the Thanksgiving dinner table. Not too much of a stretch, right, Chris? Finger looking good. Yeah, there we go. Well, and speaking of finger looking good chicken, uh, scrolling on Twitter today, I just saw, actually, TSN retweeted it, of this... Item at the new UBS Arena, which, again, is the new arena for the New York Islanders. It's called the Islander, the Islander Sandwich, and it mimics the New York Islanders' colors. It's a buffalo chicken sandwich, so there you get the orange. Okay. I think it's a dollop of mashed potatoes on it, so there's some white. And then the bun, it's a blue bun. It's a blue bun with, like... Orange. I don't know if it's food coloring or what. Swirled. Let's hope it's food coloring. <laughs> well, well. Obviously, the the blue bun is food coloring, but it's like you know, like marble rye. Yeah. It looks like that, but it's blue and orange. Okay. I, I still may take a pass on that. Show. <laughs> not sure. I don't know. It looks it looks good. It looks cool. And across and across the river as well. Uh, hey, uh, let's let's give a shout out to for the creativity. Of the New Jersey Devils with their new uniforms. Wow. How creative is that? Huh? I, <laughs> I, they I, look awfully familiar, Joe. I was going to go into this in my back pocket, but I'm glad you just jumped right into it. <laughs> uh, here's the thing, because I, I, I'm kind of a stickler about jerseys and logos. I just I think a lot of thought goes into it. I like when things have dual meanings. Um, I don't know though. I'm not. I know. I know they're getting ripped apart, and that seems to be kind of the trend. Anytime a team comes out with some new merchandise or a new logo or a New Jersey in this aspect. Um, but I'm just, nothing really pops out to me like, oh, that's cool. It looks like one of those, I don't know, like when Puma used to come out with just jerseys that just said Puma across. Right. Like, there's nothing that 
pops out to me that says, yeah, New Jersey Devils. And I, I take it you're, uh, you're hinting at them copying a lot of yeah, the Blackhawks. Yeah, looks awfully familiar. <laughs> and I, I, don't, I don't mind the way they look. You know, I know some, some are lovers, some are haters with the way they look. I, th- I think they look pretty decent. It's just it's, it's, uh, it's not too far away from uh, what the Blackhawks debuted on January 1st, 2019 in some jerseys that I know I love, and I know a lot of Blackhawk fans love those as well. So. The the internet's getting a lot of fun out of it because mm-hmm. they're calling them the New Jersey, New Jersey, right? Something you know, mm-hmm. you, you could play around with a lot of words with it. <laughs> but you're right because the the Hawks jerseys from that Winter Classic in Notre Dame had the oh, white stripes. Wow, how many parallels are we going to have here? Wow. Uh, white Symmetry. stripes along the shoulders and along the sleeves, um, and then it just says Jersey in cursive across in white with a. A red shadow effect on the writing. I think Marty Brodeur helped right. out with them too. Yeah, I don't know. It's, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, I don't know. It's hey. nothing pops out. Yeah. So uh, I guess before before we wrap up here, we, we do want to talk a little bit about Sunday uh, hockey yes, fights yes, cancer night. Uh, speaking of jerseys, our our good friend Katrina who sits in the neighborhood in Section 318 below the radio booth when uh, I used to work there and you work there now and John still works there. She's been sporting the the Purple Hockey Fights Cancer Troy Murray jersey uh, all season long and will continue to until Troy gets back in the booth. And we want to give her another little shout-out because she's, she's one of the biggest fans of the broadcast. And through the goodness of her heart and the depth of her pocket, she started this movement for the Team Murray wristbands Red wristbands on one side and, and black on the other, and uh, hasn't taken a dime for it at all, but the Blackhawks took notice after she was featured on the scoreboard by your buddy John Hansen there at WGN mm-hmm. during one of the games. Uh, word got out, and a ton of people, uh, both via Twitter and the Internet, uh, have gotten in touch with her. Uh, the, those costs have come out of her own pocket. It's it's more about uh, support and love and attention for Troy, which hopefully he is receiving. And then the Blackhawks have now asked her to be a part of Hockey Fights Cancer Night, setting up a table in the atrium if you're going to the game on Sunday. Stop by during the Purple Carpet event. Uh, there will be a table somewhere in the atrium, and uh, they are going to ask for a suggested donation in order to receive the wristband in return. The more wristbands we get out there and people posting them on social media and hopefully Troy feels and sees some of that as well. It's all about uh, getting him through the ordeal that he's getting himself through right now. Absolutely. I say it every game. Troy, we're missing. We miss you. We're thinking of you. We love you. We can't wait to see you at the United Center again. So a big thanks to Katrina for putting that all together again that Sunday night at the United Center for Hockey Fights Cancer Night against the San Jose Sharks. A 6 o'clock puck drop over at the UC. Big thanks to uh, Jim Stoller of Nice Rink for calling in and telling us about his backdoor outdoor backyard rinks. Big thanks to Mike from Oak Lawn for calling in and for my partner Chris Bowden. I'm Joe Brand. This has been Blackhawks Live on 720 WGN.